Welcome to Occasionally Awesome. I'm Nick Youssef. I'm Kevin Christie. And we still don't have any intro music. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just cold open. Cold yeah, start. Yeah. Just yeah, went yeah. from nothing to welcome to the show. Yeah. We've gotten a few submissions uh, for music. Yep. And we thank you kindly. Thank you. Uh, we're not going to use the ones we've gotten, but we thank you for <laughs> sending them. We've listened to them. Um, we're not going to say if th- we thought things were good or bad, just whether or not like they fit kind of the thing, our thing. Yeah, I don't know. So, so far, not yet. Uh, but thanks for sending. And if you have stuff, send Also, it. our musician friends instantly got mad at us that we just didn't have them to do it. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, what about us? We're like, well, we want to give our fucking fans a chance, <laughs> yeah. damn it. Yeah. Um, so back off, Tom York from Radiohead. Like, <laughs> chill out for a minute, buddy. <laughs> If I get one more text from Dave Grohl. Yeah, I know. Paul McCartney needs to leave us alone. Uh, he's so bored these he's days. He's such... She's so desperate. Get a life, Beatle. <laughs> yeah. Go hang out with Ringo, losers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to have um, maybe a couple friends help us. But we want to, like... You know, there's probably talented people out there that listen to our fucking show. Send us music anyways, just to send us music. Yeah. Send us shit. You never know. Send us... Um, Never mind. <laughs> um, okay. So, plugging things. Do you have anything? Um, I'm at the store again this weekend. I'm also come to the sun- Sunday show in Santa Monica. Has turned into a real hot one. Yeah. Always good. Always, always good. sold out. I feel like. A lot's always it's sold out a lot these days. The last few I've done have all been sold out. Yeah, it's a it's turning into a great show, and so because of the good crowds, the comedians are bringing fire. Is everyone hot still fireballs. doing new material, though? Still, everyone comes with like a lot of new stuff. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say everyone... I don't think anyone does a full set of new material. Pussies. <laughs> you're getting you're getting, you know, a lot of new shit from the comics. I do 12 minutes of all new, Ugh. and I just eat shit, Ugh. and it feels glorious. But, Jeez. dude, I've gotten so many bits out of doing that exact thing there. It's... I mean, we have a real respect for the people that do that, because holy shit, it takes real balls... To go up there and be like, well, these are all new. Yeah. I'm about to eat it. Yeah. Although last time I didn't because I, for other reasons. Yeah. Because right. I had to work on a yeah. couple of things. But, Fair enough. Um, but yeah, dude, it's uh, it's cool to have a room like that where you can like, I'm, I'm allowed to go up and just do new shit that's I know is not going to work. Yeah. Mostly. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> Some of it will though or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that if you live on the west side... Um, that's a fucking awesome show. It's a good one. Westside Comedy Theater every Sunday at nine o'clock. Neil Brennan and Friends is how it's billed, right? Yep, Neil Brennan and Friends. So yeah, on the Westside Comedy website. Um, it's like five bucks, right? Eight bucks now. Eight bucks, and you get like the fucking best. Yeah, the best guys in LA. But it's eight bucks now because now we pay the comedians. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, what we so did. With, even, that's so what we did with the extra money. We'll put money in our goddamn pockets. Um, I'm off the road for the next probably month or something. So. I'll be around. I'll be at the comedy store, wherever else, uh, in Southern California, LA. So check websites. Um, and if anything cool comes up, I'll post it on Twitter, N I C K Y O U S S E F. What else? I think that's kind of it. Um, so this episode is your idea. Yeah, you did one of those big, uh, hey, everybody look at me rides. I think they call, they're, called, they're called centuries. No, it's called, a, it's called a everybody look at me. Everybody look at what I'm doing ride. Hey, every, hey everyone, look at, look, at, look at this thing I'm doing. Look yeah. at the number I did. Look thank, at the number of thank miles. Thank God for Instagram. <laughs> look at, yeah. Now, hey, if you forgot to look, look at this. 
Look at this picture. It's the no. It's not enough that I'm. I, I can't. I can't keep anything to myself. Ride. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's one of my favorite parts. Is um, people who are afraid of the outdoors and exercise like you yeah. are going to be like, quit showing up. I'm like, I'm just doing a bike uh, ride. <laughs> I play tennis twice a week, but yeah. nary is there a photo of it. Yeah, because it's just tennis. Oh, uh, you haven't seen me play. It's actually extremely. Strenuous. If you were in a tournament. Oh. Some high level thing. You I don't think I. I thought about that like what? Because I was thinking about that. Like I'm trying to get better, but I don't know for what reason. Like I'm not gonna. Compete. Who cares? Just yeah. do it. But uh, I'm not trying to become a professional cyclist. I just think it's fun. No, the reason I never photograph any of, when I'm doing anything athletic is I my skin tone turns a kind of red from exercise to where I look. I look like I'm about to die. Yeah. Look like I'm having maybe. a heart attack. But I mean, that's, you know, no one looks like great when they're exercising. Tan people look good. I mean, but maybe if you ask them, they'd be like, oh, my hair is fucked up or my face is flat. Like, you know, everyone to themselves, like, be like I could I could have looked better. But it's like, but you pale, know, you're, you're sweating. But, you're that's, like, but that's just their own thing. I mean, I think you can easily say that pale white people look by far the grossest when exercising. Well, they just look the grossest all the time, generally, compared to other people. A lot of the time, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not, and it's an unfortunate look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pale and with red hair. Oh, man, that's That's tough in the outdoors. That's, that's, that's the roughest. That's a tough outdoor look. Yeah, you're in long sleeves all the time. I wear long sleeves to play tennis just for, really? you know, skin cancer. But you get, I mean, we just put on sunscreen. Yeah, right? but I don't, sunscreen, then it, it, it sweats down onto my hand, and then I can't hold the racket as well. Right. It gets in my palm. Right. It's bad for the grip. Grip um, is so important when you're hitting a heavy topspin ball like I I've am. Never, do you wear gloves? No. When you play, oh, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know. It's shit I don't about know. tennis. No, I don't think. I, I don't know if anyone's. I've never seen anyone play. I feel like glove because you're holding like a racket. I feel like gloves would be. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe? I think it would actually get slipperier. Huh. Yeah. Because I know, like, I wear gloves when I'm on my bike, and that. Your grip is rubber. Your handlebars rubber, whereas the the grip of a tennis racket is kind of leathery. No, you, I mean, it depends on the kind of grip tape you have on the bike. You can get, oh, do you you have, can get do leather, you can get uh, what do, what synthetic do, leather, you can get rubber. There's like a bunch of cork. There's a bunch of different kinds. What do you like? Mine is, uh, I, f- I can't remember what it's made of. One of them is like this like cork synthetic something that's like super like... Spongy? Yeah, thick and spongy. Like right. It feels pretty comfortable. And the other one is like, I can't remember what it is. The leathery ones look cool to me. Yeah, they feel pretty good too. They look cool, but I bet you they get a little bad. They get like nasty quicker. Um, yeah, maybe. I've never had them on there. Like I always want, and I don't know what kind of bike this is. It, it's, you know, the kind of like, it's that, that white dude bike. The white where it's like, a, it's got like a, it's just, it's, it looks like an old Italian race bike. Uh-huh. You know how those look? They're very simple looking, they, and you, they have like a thing on the back you can like strap a thing to, but the handlebars are like the shape of a W and they're flat. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those I don't are know like, what those are called. I mean, you can call them like city. They're kind of like the one up on your the drawing. Right. It's that bit. bike I got rid of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, I don't know what you call those, like city cruisers or yeah. commuter bikes or whatever. Right. But you can turn a lot of bikes into that just by putting those handlebars on there. Yeah, I like that. Like I sometimes think about getting a bike again. And I always want that kind because then you, I see them with like the cool leather 
handlebar things. Yeah, with the matching colored yeah. seat. And, it's yeah, cool looking. Yeah, those are great because they're like you sit upright on them. You, yeah, you're you not can like s- hunched forward. It's yeah. not like racing style. I can sit up straight. Yeah, which that appeals. You put to a me. basket on there. I like the thing on the back. Right. Yeah. Or but the, you know what though? Anytime you put anything on a bike, though, it makes it noisy as fuck. Yeah, like that's what I didn't like. My old bike had all this shit on it. It was like this rattly mess. When there's something's like there's something about a bike to me that should be like quiet. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the sound of the pedaling. It's like uh, you hear the breeze, and instead it was just like this, <laughs> like it was annoying. Yeah, because when you grow up like with BMX bikes, it's like there's nothing on them. Nothing on it. So all you hear is like the the chain, sweet the tires, wheel, the, the chain. Brrr, yeah, and then whatever jumping noises and shit. But yeah, when you when you have a bike that you're that you're commuting with, yeah, there's stuff on there, and that's that's just going to happen. There's just going to be noise. Don't like it. You just get used to it. I I hate the noise too. Like I have a U lock, um, like uh, on my the, my single speed bike, and it has like a bracket that you put on the seat post, and then you can just like clip the U lock onto it, so you don't right. have to like carry a bag with you or put it in your pocket or whatever. But when I'm riding. I can hear the U-lock rattling on every bump, and it makes me insane. So the bracket is still on there, but I just put it in my back pot, in between yeah. my belt and my pants. I just right. like yeah. kind of slip, and then it's quiet. Yeah, it's like it's like it makes me a crazy person. Cycling to me, it's like it's peaceful. It's tra- it's quiet transportation. Yeah, it's well, yeah, not- on like a ro- on a road bike. You have nothing on there, like on the bike. There's no uh-huh. like baskets. There's no whatever. There's no yeah, lock, yeah, yeah. and there's nothing on you except for like the clothes. So it's so quiet. Yeah, it just sounds amazing. Why are all biking outfits covered in logos? Do they make plain ones? They do. Yeah, I Most never see ones... anyone's people. I ne- I rarely see people wearing plain biking equipment or clothing. They always get like the heavily logoed shirts. Um, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess you'd have to think like a good percentage of people that even wear like, you know, they call them kits. So oh. like a, a jersey and shorts. Okay. It's called like a cycling kit. What's that shit cost? It can be anywhere from like, I don't know, 60, 70 bucks to like a couple hundred. Okay. So it depends on the quality of the jersey. If it's like a full zip or just like a, uh, pullover, like right. half, half zip. Um, depends on the material, how many right. pockets are in the back of the jersey. The shorts are the more expensive thing, yeah, because of the crotch reinforcement. Yeah, the uh, I can't think of the word right now. Dick basket. The dick basket. That's exactly <laughs> the word. Uh, the ass pillow. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the chamois is what they call it that goes in there, um, and it's like quilted in. And when you look at it, it's like. It's the shape of a seat. Like yeah, when you it's obvious. Like that shit is obviously has to be hand sewn by someone. It's not easy. Yeah, and the better the quality, like the better the stitching is on the outside right. because it's stitched from within. So if you're riding, it can fucking really annoy your nuts. And yeah, legs. the stitching if it's not you know the quality isn't good, it can like start because there's a lot of chafing that goes. Yeah, on. Yeah, you could. I could. I could see it like ripping your skin open after a while. Yeah, it starts to kind of wear yeah. on your legs and your ass and like just that's what happens. Yeah. When you're riding for like miles and miles and hours and hours, yeah. So the better the chamois, the better the quality, and like, and then it all depends on your body. Some people want like thicker, cushier ones, but then sometimes the thinner ones end up being like a little better. It all depends on the kind of riding you do, and, and then your body. So you got to try different kinds, and the kind of seat you have all goes into that shit. And there's like a way to, there's like a uh, 
a device that like measures um, what kind of seat you should get. So you sit on this little thing and you press down and then it's like a little cushion. Uh-huh. And when you press down on it and get up, there's like little indents where oh. your sit bones are is what they call oh. them. So depending on where those are, they can tell you how, how wide of a seat you need or how narrow. Oh. Yeah. And then and it changes everything. Yeah. Because when I got a bike, there was just you know the standard seat that came on it. And I rode with it for a while because I'm like, who knows? Maybe this is a fine seat. I'm like, this doesn't feel that great. So I, I do the, um, the sit bone measurement thing. And I'm like, oh, you should get like a thinner a narrow seat. One. Yeah, narrower seat with, you know. I'm like, okay. So I get it and like I ride with it twice and it's, I mean, worlds apart. Yeah. Like I wasn't getting sore. It wasn't uncomfortable. I could ride for like 30, 40 miles That's longer. when you take into account the distance. It's like how yeah. um, people that run marathons... Their nipples will just bleed because like, right. if they wear the wrong kind of shirt. Yeah. If you Google image, like nipple chafing, you just see these pictures of people finishing marathons with these streams of blood yeah. coming down. They're really weird looking. That's crazy. So some people wear like pasties. Or they put like Vaseline or whatever. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> so just so it's like greasy. So there's yeah. no. Yeah. So gross. There's just stuff like <laughs> called chamois butter Ugh. or something like that. So you put it in your shorts. And then it like, it just lubricates <laughs> everything. That's so gross. But you don't feel it after. Like at first you're like, oh, this is kind of like no, squishy. I, I'm not arguing. It's like lotion. It, I'm not arguing its usefulness. Right. I'm just saying gross. It is gross the first time you do it <laughs> and for the first couple of minutes. Because you're yeah. like, it just feels like you just dumped a bunch of lotion. And then you're like, oh, this feels weird. It's like when you have a sex scene, on, they give you these... They give you a special pair of underwear called a dance belt, yeah. which is what like ba- male ballet dancers wear. Mm-hmm. It's like a s- incredibly thick pair of like like tidy whities. Right. It's really really thick. It basically holds your junk really? so ha- heavily against you that nothing can't you can, nothing moves. What happens if you got a raging boner? That's the thing. It, it basically hurt? makes that impossible. No way. Well, and it and it, it makes it so it wouldn't show if you did. But where would it go? It would go I, exactly. It sounds like it would hurt if you yes. started getting a hard on. It would hurt, and, and it's just, it's so inherently uncomfortable. It kind of keeps that from happening. Yeah, where your dick just goes. Yeah, I'm I'm not into this yeah. anymore. <laughs> I'm but out. when you put it on in your dressing room, the way it sits <laughs> on you is so stupid looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like a sumo belt kind of. It's yeah. not like a thong in the back, mm-hmm. but it looks so. I've had to wear one like three times. Right. Because once I had to wear a, 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 a unitard on How I Met Your Mother, mm-hmm. and I wore it then. <laughs> and you just look so incredibly weird in it before you put the rest of your outfit on. Wow. And you're just like, this is so gross. I've never felt worse about my body than when I've put on one of those. Because it just it's weird looking. It's like hyper tight. That's, the first, that's how I felt the first time I wore a cycling bib, which is like... And I posted a picture of it on Instagram like a couple of years ago when I was training for that the yeah. charity ride. Because um, I was like, this looks really stupid. But I'm yeah. like, and I should totally have people make fun, make fun of me for it. Because <laughs> uh, sometimes people see me riding around the city. They go, hey, did I see you riding on like La Brea and whatever? I'm like, yeah. 
I'm like, why do you wear all that? And the, the, that's always the first question. It's like, why right. do you dress like a... I wondered that when I see people. I, I'm like, okay, how much of this is actually necessary? Because if I see like a guy who's like hauling ass and seems like a serious cyclist, I'm like, okay, yeah. I get it. A lot of times I just see like very average looking cyclists who just like, oh, you just wanted a sweet outfit. Yeah, like yeah I, maybe. I you saw know. a guy yesterday. He had on like normal bike short. Not, I mean normal shorts, but then a top. And I was like, that looks dumb. Go all oh, the way. I mean, I, I've done that before. Because sometimes it depends on how what kind of ride you're doing. You know what I mean? If you're like, I'm doing like 50 miles and I'm riding hard and I'm riding my road bike, not my single speed or my beach cruiser or my whatever, whatever kind of bike you have. So that kind of outfit is just, it's just more comfortable. Like if I ride my bike from my place to your place, mm-hmm. my, my single speed, I'm just wearing what I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt and shoes. Right. And you know, and I'm heading over. Like right. I'm not gonna fucking put on a whole thing. And it depends on what you're doing. If you're like, oh, I'm gonna ride 15 miles, but I'm riding to my friend's house, and then we're gonna hang out for the day. Why would you wear all that shit? Yeah, you could wear like your, um, you know, cut off jean shorts or something, but then put on a cycling jersey to not get your t-shirt super sweaty. And then when you get to your friend's house, switch into your shirt. So I could see that making sense. Fair enough. And that kind of clothing is like. You just don't want to get your regular clothing sweaty, dirty, faded from riding in the sun a lot. Right. Or whatever. So, and then if you're doing like 50, 70 mile rides and shit, it's like wearing regular clothes is, it's just going to be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's just yeah. not going to feel good. And the cycling jerseys have the pockets in the back so you can like put. Why do you wear a tiny hat? Put shit in there. Those hats are, um, they're skull caps, basically, with like a little visor. The visor just seems to me not big enough to, to have any effect on the sun on your face. Um, I think, yeah, because you always end up flipping it up too. Yeah. That, so what? Well, some of them don't have the visor. There's some you can just buy skull caps. You can just buy a sweatband. Right. So those are good because, and they're skull caps because you wear a helmet over it. So it's not going to be this loose fitting. Oh, thing. right. So you got to put a helmet on over it. I don't know what the visor thing is. A lot of maybe there's like, because there's a name, maybe that. Yeah. Who knows? In Very, That's a real Italian thing. Yeah, yeah. Who knows if in like racing they just had, they're like, oh, we'll keep the visor and have a logo on it for the team. I bet you, you I know? mean, if you think about like racing, racing, how fast they were going, a large bill wouldn't have stayed on anyways. Well, I mean, they're small. The bills are small and like they're pretty rigid. So like they're, they don't flip. Yeah. So but I if can you, imagine if you were wearing the visor part down and facing down, it would like yeah. shield your head. But if you were wearing like a full size, a hat with a full size visor, it would either fly off or in a weird way, I think it's enough wind resistance to actually slow you down. I mean, maybe. If you're talking about, the hat you're talking about like bike racing, racing, you're talking about tenths of a second and things like that. Yeah, I mean, if it's for that. But then you're wearing a helmet, so it's not going gonna, gonna to flip off. Back in the day, they didn't wear helmets. When those hats first were popular. Oh, well, yeah. They've been wearing those hats since like the 20s and shit. When you look at old cycling pictures, they had those tiny little hats. Like that Tour de France photo with, yeah. when they're, they're riding and they're smoking. Have you ever seen yeah. that one? That's such a fucking... I want to get that picture. <laughs> just whatever reprint and just have, frame it. It yeah. just is such a fucking hilarious photo. Yeah. They're during the Tour de France. They're just <laughs> fucking... They're riding and cigarettes dangling yeah. out of their mouths. That's like Sebastian's bit about the Italian swim team. Mm-hmm. How like they're eating... They're eating like a caprese. <laughs> None of them shaved their body and they're smoking. <laughs> I love it. I love that bit so much. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, None of them shaved their chest. Yeah. They're just eating salads. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the reason behind those hats. And it when you're... 
when you're wearing a hat all day, it like prevents your fucking head from getting sunburned. Yeah. You can't really put su- sunscreen on your scalp. Yeah. And it's good for sweating. It like wicks away the sweat or absorbs it, depending right. on the hat. Um, so yeah, for a while, I never wore them. I'm like, oh, I'll get a cycling hat. And then I'm like, this feels way better. Right. It just feels more comfortable with one on. Right. And the jerseys and stuff do that too. It's just like, it makes, it makes sweating feel less gross. And if, if you're wearing like, like when you go to the gym, if you wear like a workout shirt, yeah, that you get at like a sports relay or whatever. The material's different than if you were wearing a cotton well, t-shirt. It's supposed to like pull the sweat into itself away from your body. Yeah, exactly. My problem with those clothes is after you're done with them, they smell a kind of bad that is like horrifying. Like I don't like. That's what I don't like playing. I I I don't like. I don't like those materials. I don't know why. They just bother. They, I actually feel kind of grosser. And I would never wear, like, the shirts. I have, like, the shorts and stuff. Yeah. But, like, the shirts, I don't know why. It feels grosser to me. Do you me. wear them too tight or too loose? Or I wear them loose. I don't wear anything tight. Right. Yeah, I, when I started wearing those shirts to exercise, and I was like, I can never wear a cotton, regular cotton T-shirt again. I kind of like a loose cotton shirt when I, when, I, when I pump iron. When you're what? When I pump iron. Oh, pump iron. Um because I could have sworn I misheard it. I'm like, there's no way I said pump iron. <laughs> uh, there's, Had no, to be. there's no way I didn't say it. Yeah. Pump ketchup, maybe he said, but he just said it fast. Uh, I haven't, had, some a, French haven't fries. had a fry in months, bro. <laughs> <laughs> haven't had a fry in months, bro. Uh, for real? Yeah. I had fries last night. Ooh, that sounds good. And they were, dude, they were mixed fries. So regular and sweet potato. I think sweet potato fries have, to me, I'm kind of done with them. Yeah. They were like a cool trend, but if I had to pick... Regular fries all day. Not even See, close. I'm done with sweet potato fries just on their own. But if you okay. mix them with regular, I'm on board. I mean, I don't know. But yeah, but all by themselves, it's like, nah, it's not, it's not as satisfying. Yeah, it's not. Regular skinny fries. No, st- fuck steak cut fries. If you over, but if you take steak, steak cut fries and fry the shit out of them, like so they get crispy. That's the problem, though. They is turn that orange. No place ever does that. You can ask. I've seen Mike Black do it. But if you don't know what kind of fries there are. No, no. If you get them, I've seen, like, you get them, you're like, hey, can you fry these again? They're like, yeah, no problem. Oh, I hate doing that shit. Yeah, I mean, you know. But I've I mean, seen, next time I do that, if I go, oh, fuck, I didn't even know you had. St- I've seen people double fry them. You, you, like, when you order them, can I get this with fries? Can you double fry the fries? Right. You get See, those. what I do now is I ask, when they go, what kind of side would you like? I go, what kind of fries do you have, skinny or thick? And they go, oh, they're steak fries. I go, I'll get a salad. But if they go, we have skinny fries, I'm like, there's that fries. kind of thing that happens where a fry gets so fried it's orange mm-hmm. and you can almost see through it. And yeah, you, yeah, yeah. Ugh, you can't. That's that's as good as it gets. Yeah, sometimes I love that. shit. I'm into like medium fried, skinny fries. See, because to me, not, the, shoe, not shoestring, but like just skinny. The salt sticks to an overfried fry better. Um, so maybe. good. Yeah, yeah, dude. I've never really noticed that. Yeah, I have. Because I don't. I mean, I like oversalted fries, but I never <sighs> ask for that. But dude, salty French fries is like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I've even grown to like In and Out fries. I I've always liked them. I've never thought they were like the best. I never understood when people were like In and Out fries are the best fries. No, no. Or, or the worst. I mean, it's like, well, then you just like really over fried, super salty. I mean, I get it. When I, I haven't been in and out in a while, but I How get long? animal style fries. Uh, I'd say three months. Oh, that's about right. Yeah. Do you normally go more? No. I don't yeah. go that often. There's not one so close enough 
and even the one in Glendale, while it's close, the parking situation sort of sucks. I actually the, like that in and out a lot. The one where the mall is? Yeah, the one where the mall is because it's really big. So even when it's crowded, you can always find a place <laughs> to sit. Yeah. But the, and you're right there with the Americana and all yeah, that shit. Is, but the yeah. parking sort of sucks. Yeah, the parking is. Well, I mean, the Americana parking is the easiest and it's like free for hours. You got to walk across the street. But like I try to park like in that lot. Americana, you, it's on the same side of the street. Yeah, but it's a different lot. I try to park in the lot that's like the underground one that's like connected to the back door of In-N-Out. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. That's like the mall parking lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. That's how I kind of decide whether or not I'm going to In-N-Out. Like I drive to that parking lot. If I find a spot, I go to In-N-Out. But you're already there. And you're then like, I just go. No spot. <laughs> well, usually I'm going to the mall anyways. Right. So then I'm like, well, we find a dope spot on that level. It's In-N-Out Burger Time. I haven't time. been to Americana in a while. Me neither. I go to the Glendale Galleria a lot now. Dude, it's way better than it used to be. Yeah. It's crazy how much better that whole thing. They have a bomb-ass Rolex dealer there now. For real? This guy named Nick Bahindi. Wow. He's a big watch dealer, so he gets all the really good watches. Wow. He has cool shit. I follow him on Instagram. Wow, that's cool. The Glendale Galleria has got has changed. I go to the so van much. store. I've never liked that van store. All van stores to me are sort of a disappointment because they it's like going to the Adidas store. They never have all the best selection where you think they should have the best selection. That Adidas store on Melrose is pretty good because it has I all the crazy weird shit. I hate that place. Why? I've literally only bought what they never have they don't have a lot of stuff, I think. They do have the crazy ones, but I don't want the crazy ones. They have, ones. like, the limited edition. I don't want to... I, I had a friend that used to work there, and it was just, like, Discount City. Oh, man. So any cool limited edition, whatever, he's like, hey, we got this. I'm like, I'll be right down. Right. Yeah. It was it was a pretty sweet deal for a, for a while. That's true. And then when he quit, I don't think I ever went back there again. <laughs> Maybe once or twice, and I was like, wait, I'm not paying full price for this garbage. I used to go to Rudy's. That, I used to go to that Rudy's, so mm-hmm. I'd go to the Adidas store. Right. Yeah. Um, Where did you start your look at me bike ride? My look at me bike ride. Did it have a name? Um, yeah, it was called the Paul Hall Century Ride. Why is it Paul Hall? I don't know who that is or what, but it <laughs> ra- it raises money. It's a charity. Oh, okay. Fundraiser ride for that AIDS life cycle ride. Oh. But you can do it even if you're not. I'm not doing the, the life cycle ride right. again. But you can do it. You can sign up and do that ride like anybody can. Uh-huh. And you pay 40 bucks, and then that 40 bucks goes oh. to that, the, the charity. Okay. So, so then, then you feel good about that, too. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not yeah, going to yeah. do this Because in my ride. head, I was like, there's no way this ride just exists to be a ride. This century rides that, that are. Yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> don't, don't fucking fuck with my traffic if you're not raising money for something. Um, what about just community? That's why you hate the marathon Yes, for no real reason outside of there's traffic. It shuts down the city for no reason. No, the reason is there's the reason is a community. Fuck it. Well, okay, this is coming from someone (laughs) who doesn't ever leave his house unless he has to. (laughs) I leave my house all the time. When you have to. Yeah. Well I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I hate the LA Marathon with a passion. I hate it. There's just no reason to hate it. It sucks. (laughs) Just because you're like, it takes 20 minutes longer for me to get (laughs) where? uh, Where were you going the day of the marathon? I was going to LACMA. Okay. And I had to drive. (laughs) I drove all the way to Highland. Had to turn around. (laughs) Yeah. Go back down Fountain or Franklin. Mm -hmm. Get on the freeway. 
Take the free, take the 101 to Santa Monica because that was the only way you could get south of the marathon. Right. And then take like Santa Monica back towards uh, uh, Lachma. Yeah. See, if this city had better public transportation. Yeah. Like subways and all that shit. That's what I'm saying. You I could just, have ridden your bike to Lachma. L.A. to me is just Boom. not. You would have been there. there are the, like in other cities, I doubt the marathon is nearly as big of a shit show. But because. You don't think the New York City marathon. Yeah, fuck that place. Shuts that fucking <laughs> place. People. I mean, it's so congested there. I would wonder what the route is like there. Because that city's such a grid. Yeah. And it's smaller. Do you think they have to turn lots of corners? Maybe. That seems dangerous. It seems like. Yeah, where the fuck would they go to cover twenty six point two? Because miles? the L A marathon, it's sort of a snake. So there's, I, I doubt there's many like hardcore left or right turns. Yeah, but yeah, it just kind of winds. Yeah, winds L A. But how do you do that in New York? I have no. You idea. You got twenty thousand people on a city block, and they're like, and left. Like you could just fucking. You know who's running the, the marathon in New York is Mac. Mac who? Lindsay. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I just talked to him like a month ago or a little more. He's training for it right now. Huh. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll ask him because I'm sure he knows the course and how difficult and the turns. Yeah. And, yeah it's got to be weird. I'm sure there's also a map of the merit. Like you could just see that must the route. be a very important part about mapping out anything like this. Yeah. Because you can't just have people make. You can't have even on bikes. Like if you had 30 people trying to make a turn, you, that could be carnage. Yeah. People like, th- they allow cyclists now to. To ride the marathon course before the marathon starts. Yeah. And every year I've wanted to do it and I've been out of town. Okay. I have a question about biking. When, if you're biking like three dudes decide to go on a bike ride, aren't you guys supposed to bike in like a single file line? Yeah. It depends on the road you're on. A road without a bike lane. The, um, we move without a bike lane. Like like a regular Without a designated bike lane. So like Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're supposed to ride single file unless there's room to be next to each Cause other. Because these three dudes the other day were literally just taking up the whole lane. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I mean, you can't really do that. Yeah, yeah. And that one, they all had matching outfits, but one of them wasn't wearing the shorts. And I was like, get it together. <laughs> <laughs> now you want him to wear the shorts. Well, I look, <laughs> if you guys are going to do that thing, first of all, yeah. if I know you're supposed to ride in a single file line, the guys who have the outfits definitely know that. And yeah. I get that you're. What street was it? It was Fletcher, right off the two. Okay, yeah. And at first I got annoyed because I was making a right turn onto Fletcher, and the guy like put his hand out like I didn't see him, like mm-hmm. I was going to accidentally run him over, right. which I wasn't even close. <coughs> yeah. And I was like, dude, I get it, but like, save it for someone who doesn't see you. Uh-huh. And then don't take over the whole road with your friends because you guys are talking. Like my windows were down. I could hear him. They were just chatting. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not cool. Yeah, I mean, sometimes that's a, a conversation I get into a lot with people is like, well, sometimes cyclists are, do, you know, breaking the laws. And it's, I'm like, I never have said it's all tough cyclists on, like, are right it's all tough, the time. It's tough on Franklin, like near, you know, UCB or whatever, because it's not a very wide street. That's where I got doored. Yeah. So it's not a very not wide Fran- street. on Franklin near Vermont. So you, as a car, if there's a cyclist, by you want to... some cunt. If you want to go past the cyclist, <laughs> you do have to kind of get... You kind of have... You kind of go into the other lane to go around it, because yeah. it's just a very narrow street. Here's the deal. Okay. You either... First of all, legally, you have to give three feet when you pass. Right. Okay. So if it's one lane on each side... Either you go into the other lane a little bit yeah. to give the cyclist room if there's no cars, on- oncoming traffic, obviously, 
or you just wait. You just ride behind the guy on the bike. Now, that sounds like a horrifying scenario for drivers in L.A. They're like, now I got to slow down and not drive as fast as I fucking feel like it? What kind of bulls? This isn't free. I'm not free anymore. Well, well, you know what? Leave the city of Los Angeles. Don't live in a city where there's cyclists. People in San Francisco, Boston, Chicago, New York, all these places deal with cyclists on a daily, daily basis. All the cities you just named have far superior mass transit. Who cares? People like me who I don't want to drive five miles an well, hour. You know what they also complain about there? The buses, the pedestrians. They have, they have complaints that are, uh, that are outside of uh, vehicles, too. I will say bus drivers do drive like assholes. I mean, sometimes, yeah. They'll just, like, yeah. burst into a lane when they're fucking ready. But then, you know why they kind of do that is because a lot of drivers go, oh, that bus hasn't started moving yeah. quickly. I'm going to wrap around it. Yeah. Yeah. So they're kind of just, they're being defensive and offensive. The it's fact hard. is, all these problems are the same problem, which is overpopulation. And selfishness. Yeah. Where people are like, I don't, don't, people literally go, don't ride a bike in Los Angeles. I'm like, that's your solution? <laughs> because you prefer driving? I would say, this is what I would say as a person that doesn't ride a bike and who drives a car and gets annoyed by cyclists. I would say, yeah. like, why on Franklin? You know it's a narrow-ass street. It's pretty dangerous. So wh- go south to a wider street. Okay, but here's the problem with that. Now, Hollywood's fucking busy. Yeah, and Sunset is there's no bike lane, and sometimes all three lanes Yeah, all are those streets used. are narrow. Uh, now, I'm thinking about all those streets like Lexington, the Long Prix. They're all narrow as fuck, and they have... You know what it is? It's not even that the street's narrow. Too many parked cars. They're yeah, all another problem, packed right? ass streets with cars that line the sidewalks all times a day. Here's why people use Franklin, though. Now, when you're riding down Franklin or any other street where you see uh, painted onto the road, you see a bicycle. Yeah, with that's the two a bike lane with the two arrows. Yeah. on it. That's a that's a sharrow. Oh, so what that is? A bike lane is an actual dedicated like there's two white stripes yeah, yeah, and then yeah, there's yeah, the bike yeah. thing. That's like a, a dedicated bike lane. A car yeah. can never be in there. For there are Sharos right here on Franklin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all around like these neighborhoods. And, stuff, and they're putting more and more in every, in every year right. on streets like that. Now, the reason they do it on a street like Franklin is because it's one lane each side and there's parked cars. So a Sharo means you should be riding as far over to the right as is safe. But if need be, you can use the entire lane legally. Right. You, you are allowed to do that. Oh. So say you're riding on the street and you're over to your right. And then there's three people had just parked to attend a fucking barbecue. And they, all their doors all are their open. All their doors are open. They're unloading shit. There's kids coming out. Yeah. You go into the middle of, you know, just like a car would. Really do they around. do that mostly on smaller residential streets? Yeah. Because that's where, like, there's not really a lot of room to ride fully over to your right because of all the parked cars and right. driveways. And sometimes you see a bunch of driveways and you're like, if I stay really far over to the right and someone's pulling out. You're fucked. And they're looking out. They can't see beyond the cars. They won't really see you because you're, like, so close to the cars. But if you're kind of in the middle of the lane, they'll see you coming. The fact of the matter is America is just not a bike-friendly country, so that's why I think it should be banned. It's, <laughs> it's uh Let's get rid of all... Let's Go actually, back to China! Let's round up all the cyclists and put them in camps. I mean, dude, like, <laughs> that's the thing. Like, those fucking, like, separate lanes in Europe, that's like, oh, no, bikes matter here. <laughs> like, I'm not... Yeah. I am in... I can't complain. They clearly have decided that biking is very important in this society. Yeah. New York no, has those now. 
Really? Completely separate bike lanes in some How streets. How did they do that? I've seen it a little in San Francisco. Shit. There's more bike lanes than, than ever in L.A. and all over the country. It's becoming way more a part of be regular hard. life. It's going to be hard in L.A. because L.A. is such a big-ass city full of little cities. Yeah. It's hard to make a citywide decision. But you know the way it used to be is that there was way more public transportation and way more walking and biking. Yeah. Before they started building freeways, before literally car companies started changing the way we got around in the city. Right. But yeah, it's kind of starting to like go. I mean, they're building subways out to the ocean. Mm -hmm. There's more. I mean, buses are getting better and cleaner and nicer to use. Yeah. There's more bike lanes. They're building more like apartments and residential stuff around public transportation stops. Yeah. Like way more than ever. It's fucking cool to see. But anyway. Um, we've got questions. Oh yeah, I posted a um, a tweet at Colmanectomy asked at the end of the one hundred, do you turn around and drive it all back out? No, I know that answer. It's split two fifties. Wait, at the end of the do you at the turn end of the one hundred, do you turn around and drive it all? all no, back I don't home? think that's what he meant. Drive it all back, because then how would you have your car at the end and start at the beginning? No, you. Uh, oh, I think he thinks that you ran. You rode a hundred miles in one direction. Do you turn around? I think, or maybe he meant at the at the end of the. Do you turn around? Oh yeah, drive it all back home. I really don't get the question. Next question from Colmanectomy. <laughs> I mean, uh, the, okay, the best I can answer that you do. Yeah, you do fifty. You you drive to the start point. Right. If you live far away. Like some place, some rides you can ride to it if it's like right. 10, 15 miles away, you just ride there. Um, this was from in Santa Clarita by Magic Mountain. So there's no riding your bike all the way up there because I live in fucking Los Feliz. So like you drive up, there's a start point at this like strip mall thing with like there's a Vons and a Pete's Coffee and, and, and all these different like restaurants and shit. So you start in front of the Pete's Coffee. They provided free coffee and whatever. And you can use their restrooms and whatever. So you start there. You ride 50 miles out to Ventura Beach. Uh-huh. You have lunch there on the beach. Then you turn around and ride back on like a kind of a different course back. There, it's, there's some overlap, but then there's some different. In my head, the way there's uphill and the way home's downhill. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that's funny. What's good about it? It was a, it was a very... like, well, the, the boy back's probably super fun because it's all downhill. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Everyone's <laughs> cheering and high fiving. It's a yeah. There's no. Why would you structure a race to where coming home isn't downhill? Yeah, isn't the fun part? That's <laughs> it's the victory lap. Yeah. So it's mostly flat. There's like some like rolling hills and shit. But so the way yeah the way out and then the way back is like maybe twenty thirty miles twenty miles is different mm-hmm. to the some they're kind of the two of the rest stops were the same but the route was a little different and yeah and then you get in your car super mm-hmm. exhausted and then you drive home. This question's good. I'm actually nice. Uh, uh, Gavin probably at Gavin probably asked nice starter bike. That's not too much money. That um, that all depends on what kind of bike you want. I mean, for I think since we're talking about you know a bike, we're talking about you know doing one of these rides, a bike that you could do potentially do one of these rides with, and also ride around town. Is there? Do you have a like the bike you used for this ride? Is it not your ride around town bike? No. So the, the bike I used for this ride is a is a road bike that's made. It's like eleven speed, twenty one different options, whatever. Mm-hmm. So two in the front, eleven in the back. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and the pedals are like the the little clip-on things right. that clip into your shoes. So you can't just get on that bike with regular shoes. Right. Because it would be like putting your yeah. shoe onto like two balls. Yeah. It would feel awful. Right. So, Where and then it, the way the clip, handle... Does the clip uh, pedal clip onto like the ball of your foot or the middle? The kind of like right here. So the ball. The, the ball, pad. yeah. The pad. Yeah, the pad, I guess, whatever. Um, so yeah, on the bottom of like a cycling shoe, there's like a little bracket and then you can clip in and right. clip in and out part is easy, especially the out. You just slide your foot left or right and then it oh. just like cl- clicks right out. Um, and then the way those bikes are set up is like your seat's a little higher and then the, you have drop bars, which like are flat and then they, they this, go low. Yeah, they go low. So you can put your hand like and a then, ram's horn. Yeah, you're leaning forward yeah. like, the whole time for wind resistance, and you know. So they're not really designed to just kind of let's cruise around town. It's not that comfortable as with the cruisers, those Italian style kind of like uh, commuter bikes. Those are designed for like kind of upright riding. It's more comfortable, and it seems like a fix. What people, what I see people riding is like a fixed gear. Is sort of like kind of in between because <coughs> yeah. the short the short handlebars kind of make everyone lean forward, right. And, but they're not like all the way. The seats aren't high necessarily. Or yeah, people don't usually ride them that high. Yeah, they're a little like lower. They're kind of like a even, sort of even with the handlebar. They're not like yeah. higher, so you have to lean forward. Or they're kind of low, and the handlebars set a little high, so you're like your arms are not f- just straight out, but just a little lower than that. Right. So it's just like it's a comfortable upright sitting position as right. opposed to a lean forward racing style position. So. A nice starter bike for, like, long rides, like a road bike, mm-hmm. I would stick to brands like Trek or Cannondale or uh, Specialized, Bianchi. I guess. What's Bianchi? Bianchi's, like, a they're a good brand, but, like, you're paying more just for the name. Oh, okay. So, like, if you have a little more money to spend. Like, the same, you can get, the same Cannondale you can get. The same like kind of version of that bike in Bianchi would be like three or four hundred more dollars okay. just because it's a Bianchi. What do these bikes cost? The, you can get like a good, a decent road bike for like seven or eight hundred dollars. Not cheap. It's not cheap, but it's also not insanely expensive. No, it's not. It, if you like, you know, got serious about biking, it makes sense. Now, if you wanted, and again, I don't know specifically what kind of starter bike this guy's asking about, but for a, a road bike, you can get a $700 bike that's going to do the job. Right. And especially if it's a starter bike, you're learning, you're just getting into all this shit. You're not really too concerned with like, is it a featherweight bike or all the components, the highest quality? It's like you're, you're figuring it out. You're still learning. And you can like you can do 30, 40, 50, 70, 80, 100 mile rides on that thing for a good couple of years without having to, to be like, oh, this thing's a piece of shit or it's falling apart. They're not going to fall apart. Right. You know, if you're doing like 300 miles a week, you know, the, the bike's going to start to feel it and then you're going to want to upgrade components, you know, right. your drivetrain and your shifters and the, the kind of shit that's being used all the time. Right. Same thing with like a great car and a shitty car. It's like the more you use it, the quicker these things fall apart. That's just right. the way it goes. So now for like a single speed bike or a cru- beach cruiser or whatever, you, you, I mean, you can get one for 300, 400 bucks and just cruise around town in. So like you can, right. you can get a decent bike to ride around for a couple of hundred dollars. Yeah. But for road bikes, you're, you're spending more because there's way more going on. Right. And, and the parts and stuff. So 
you can spend less than a grand easy, easy for a decent road bike. I think my buddy's bike who did the century with me, he got his five, six, seven years ago. It's a Fuji road bike that he paid, I think, let's say 700 bucks for. Uh-huh. And he still rides it to this day. And he just like has maybe changed some of the components and got. Yeah, I think he's. Things. Yeah, he's changed like a. No, maybe not even that. He just gets it serviced. He gets tune-ups. He's changed the chain, the cables. Those things stretch. My concern is the color of the bike. Uh, who? Which company has the bet easiest way to like pick a cool color that you like? Has the most colors to choose from? Um. I know Bianchi tends to stick with their like that like white. sea foam toothpaste kind oh, of blue. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. one of their major colors and white and um so a lot of their bikes are gonna have that anyway. What the other big companies do, like Trek, Cannondale, Specialized and Giant, I think they they have like color schemes every year for their right. like their their kind of flagship bikes or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like Cannondale has like the Super Six and the Cad eight and the Cad ten. And a couple of those. And then Specialized has their versions of those. So in Trek, will have the 2.4, 2.2, and the, or whatever. And every year, they'll just go, here's the color scheme for the CAD 10. Yeah. And that's what it's a bit. There's maybe one or two. That's like motorcycles do that. Yeah. So you don't really get to like, like oh, the, the new CAD 10 is out. Let me just pick some color. They don't have like nine colors. It'll be right. like, that's the color. So when I got mine in the year I got it in, it was like in white and then black. And then and it was kind of it. But what's good about bikes is you can change, you know, the 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 grip on the the handlebars. You can change that out, get whatever color you want. Right. You can get different color tires. Next thing you know, you have your own color scheme. Now, the people love to do the color customization of the fixed gears. That's yeah. different. That is different. It seems like, and is it that now companies are just there's these companies that are just making like almost like no name frames. That are just like bike frame. They're not like they, it's not. Doesn't seem to be a, a thing where the the name on the frame is a big deal so much as just it's like yeah. plain and you pick the color. Yeah, I mean, I think maybe some cheaper companies that are just it's more for like you're getting a bike for the look. Yeah, that people will do that. They'll be like, "There's no re- name on it, really." Can't, are those dependable bikes, or are those because biking has gotten so popular? There are a bunch of companies just making these kind of bikes that look like the style, but are kind of gra- crap. Or are they like serviceable to where if I got one, I could ride it for a while because I'm not going to be doing anything crazy on it. Yeah, as far as dependability goes, you can get a cheaper frame you know, that just has like standard bullshit parts on it, and it's not going to be a problem because you're not like you're not a bike messenger, right? So you're not like. You don't know. So I could be. Yeah, a secret bike messenger. We never see each other in the morning. That's true. You're out delivering packages. Yep. Um, so, yeah. I mean, you can get, like, a cheap frame and, like, with whatever standard parts come on it. And What's the fine. most important? Okay. Like, say I didn't want to spend a lot of money and I was going to do one of those things where you kind of, like, buy the parts and, ha- you know, assemble it kind of thing. Yeah. Is it, like, you get a cheap frame but, like, really good tires and, and like, wheels or whatever? Or is it, like, what's the thing that's really important to make sure you get the... A, a solid version of for just a bike to commute around in yeah um i say what's important is and here's another thing here's what's good about single speed bikes is that there are there aren't that many important things to worry about are you calling it single speed because calling it fixed gear feels lame now no because there's a difference between the two okay what's so the difference a fixed gear is um a bike uh, that's set up to not be able to, to yeah. coast. It does not coast. Yeah. 
So you're always if the bike is moving, yeah, the pedals are moving. The pedals, the yeah, they're going. And then there's no free wheel. So yeah, if you're pedaling wheel. backwards, you will be moving backwards. Right. That is a fixed gear. Okay. So a single speed, the cog in the back has a free wheel component. So right. when you stop pedaling, you hear that. Yeah. That yeah. That is a single speed bike. So Got they it. call it a single speed because it only has the one still. Right. But you can coast. Right. And then like, you know, a multi-gear road bike or uh, some beach cruisers have two or three gears or right. whatever the fuck. Um, so that's why, because mine is a single speed. Okay. So it's not set to fixed gear. So I don't call it a fixed gear. Got it. Um, but what's good about those bikes, single speeds and fixed gears, is that there aren't many moving parts to yeah. worry about. So the only things you have to worry about as far as like comfort go is like a decent seat that you can sit on. For you know the five or ten miles you're riding, if you're, if you're riding every day, that shit catches up to you. Right. Um, and then uh, what kind of handlebars? What kind of comp- position you want to be riding in? Right. And then the the tires. You want to get like durable tires so you know, they're not popping all the time. Right. Because when you're riding in city streets, another reason you don't always want to be the furthest possible over to your right as you can. Because that's where fucking debris is. Yeah. That's where broken glass is. Yeah. That's where people's litter. Like, I mean, the amount of broken bottles. Right, yeah. When you start riding around whatever city you live in, you realize how much fucking trash there is on the street. Yeah. McDonald's cups. McDonald's entire bags of food. Some guy's like, I'm done eating now. Throw out window. Yeah. And there's a whole fucking leftover meal just on the... Did you hear McDonald's going to start serving breakfast all the time? Oh yeah, how have they not started doing that? I don't know. You, heard, I saw. I was like, that's an excellent idea. Oh uh, yeah, business will will go way. That'll up. be good for them. And I'd, I'd, fu- I'd fuck it. with an egg McMuffin at like two in the afternoon. I won't ever do it. No, I know you don't ever eat there, but I'm yeah. saying as someone who occasionally takes a real garbage option to food, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that I'd be like, yeah. I mean, I'm go- if I'm gonna really hurt myself right now, yeah. Let's let's do this. And also now they're catering to the people that say work at night. They yeah. work. They bartend or wait tables, and they don't get home till four a.m. Jack in the Box does that. Yeah, I remember doing that as a teenager. We sandwich, bro. Twenty-four hour drive-through, dude. Be- the Burger King bacon croissant sandwich was my favorite. It I was just that. about the greasiest thing. Dude, I've those ninety-nine cent tacos were the greasiest things. I, what were? I get. I've got. I got. You still get them? I still get them. Wow. I remember when we used to play. Me and my friend would play Warcraft and Starcraft and stay up all night. Right. Because we were nerds and had no friends and never got laid. Well, you ever. had each other. We did have each other. And and Zergs and Protoss and humans. <laughs> and what else was there? Uh, orcs when it came to <laughs> Warcraft. Um, and uh, so, yeah, we would stay up all night. And then 2, 3 a.m. would roll around. We'd be getting hungry. And my friend's mom would still be up because she was also playing it separately in her own room. She's like, let's go to Jack in the Box. We're like, fuck yeah. We go to the drive-thru and get like. The one on Foothill? Yeah, and like near in in between Lacanada and Lacanada. Yeah, it was off Ocean yeah. View. Yes, that one. Yeah, so yeah. we would go there and just stock the fuck up on Jack in the Box, tacos, burgers. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. That was the first Jack in the Box I ever had curly fries at. Basically, blew Those my were mind. Great. Completely yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. Today they're great. They're great today. Curly, tomorrow, dude, curly fries. Yeah, that's where it's at. They're a motherfucker. They are the best. They are a motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so what, what the fuck were we talking about before? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, those are the things you have to worry about if you're on, like, a single speed or a fixed gear bike. That's the kind of shit that is going to make riding more comfortable. Like, as far as the frame goes and, like, all that kind of shit, it's like 
don't spend more than 500 bucks right for a complete bike i've been thinking about wanting a bike because i i kind of want a new car and i want to lease mate a car and you have uh-huh. to keep the mileage low you know when you lease a car yeah you only get like twelve thousand miles a year which is a little less than i actually drive mm. so i was like well if i had a bike and every every time i needed to get something like within a two mile radius yeah if i just had a bike i would probably do it that way what's 365 times two Seven seven something. So that's seven thirty. So let's say let's broaden it a little. Say six to eight hundred miles a year that would shave off of your car. Yeah. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Also, once I got used to it, I'd probably bike farther. Yeah. I'd probably easily it's like it'd be pretty easy to bike to the mall. That's yeah, that's not hard at all. No, it'd be easy. That is not hard. That would be so easy. Yeah. You have one little hill. Yeah. That bridge over, yeah, we're so, and then the rest is flat fucking ground. Yep, it would take you fifteen twenty minutes. Yeah, and then minus all the parking, you park right out front, lock it up. Yeah, you're saving time at that point. All the chicks I'd meet, oh, tons. <laughs> They'd be like, "Excuse me, I'm trying to lock up my bike." They're like, "Lock it around this pussy." <laughs> That's what they would all say. <laughs> I just, you know, I'd lock it right near like a department store, and I'd, I'd, I'd probably just end up hooking up with tons of those perfume chicks. Oh yeah, you Easy. know, like Matt counter girls. Yeah, that's my, that's my. How can I make so. this man sweat go away? Is what you go up to sell them, <laughs> and they'd be like, "Do you don't have to?" And then they'd jump on you. I'd probably just like ride. You know what I'd do for fun? I'd get on my bike. I'd take Brand <laughs> Boulevard. <laughs> And I go ripping through all the car dealerships. Yeah. Like, I, I, I drive through the parking lots with all the cars, and they're like, get out of here. And I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah. And I just weave through all the BMWs, and they're freaking out. Yeah. Because they think I'm going to scratch the BMWs. And I just go, you know, I do, you know what I do? There's a BMW dealership on brand. I go up the driveway. I straight up bike through the service department right down the yeah. middle. And before they can even stop me, I'm gone, dude. And then on your way out, you see a row of cars, and then you bunny hop onto one of the hoods, and then just ride off all the hoods. I fucking first of all, I bunny hop onto the hoods. The last BMW, I do a sweet endo yeah. on the hoods <laughs> in my checkered vans. It's yeah. just like the movie Red. Fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. This is all gonna go down right as I turn forty. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we answered that question. Yeah, we did. Um. Um, man, I I could never. I think I could do an endo. I could do I could do an X up when I would ride my bike at CV Park. What one is that again? You just I think it's the one where you just in the air you oh, kind of just turn. turn. The, yeah, that's that was I could do that. Yeah, you turn the wheel kind of one eight or not even yeah. one eighty, maybe like ninety degrees. Yeah, ninety degrees. It looks. No, cool. I'm mean, sorry, forty five. Ninety forty five. Yeah, right. it looks cool. Um, Bob Haro is a fucking master of those. Haras were cool bikes. Follows me on Instagram. One of the nice. greatest victories of my life. Dude, that's cool. Yeah. Because I, cool. I didn't realize... Bob Haro is actually a really good artist mm-hmm. and used to draw all those comic strips in like BMX Plus and BM, in those magazines. He, there was like a yeah. BMX comic strip, and he used to draw them. The drawings were really rad. And I, I, he posted one, and I was like, dude, I used to copy these when I was a kid. Wow. And then he started following me on Instagram. Boom, victory. Dude, the the Haro, they have a Haro reissue that is so cool. Really? It's a lot. It's 900 bucks. Fuck. But, dude, it is so badass. I wanted a Haro when I was a kid. They were expensive then. One of not, the things, you know, one of my greatest regrets is they did a Haro 
issue high top van. I didn't get it. What? Blue and white checkered. No, I never even heard of that. Blue. The color scheme was white, blue, and green. Motherfucker. Yeah, there's a guy I know, kind of know who has them, and I just stare at him. So, so bomb. So there's this girl, uh, Julia. Twelve hours is her handle. Julia Outer Space is her name above that. So I'm going to assume both of those aren't her birth name. <laughs> um, but maybe her parents were hippies and they legally changed her name to Outer Space, which would that be is actually, the coolest. Yeah, for a hippie name, that's good. Uh, Julia, you're kind of cute. What's your ethnicity? Can't figure it out. So tweet that at us, too. Yellow Ortlieb USA bags played out. Was that, is that a thing you know of? Um, I've seen those bags, but I don't know anything about them. And I don't know what pl- yellow bag. I like the color yellow. So there's that's a, lot a big of- cycling color. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah because of the reflective stuff. But yeah, I just like regular yellow. Like my handlebars are yellow. Uh, one of my wheels, my tires is yellow. Yeah, some of my I have a cycling jersey that has yellow on it. I'm I'm a fan of yellow. I think it looks cool. Right. I don't know anything about those bags. I mean, I don't know if they're played out or I don't know what that means. I but. find this question interesting about the the clip on things. Like when you first are they hard to get used to. The when you first get the like shoes that attach to the pedals, yeah, because because that's the source of all the people, the dudes you see in traffic who can't put their foot down. <laughs> what do you They're mean? They're trying to like balance their bike and at the. No, red that's light. called uh, track standing. Yeah, that's like a thing. That's actually if you can do that, that's like a like a cool little skill. That's hard to do. No, there's sp- dudes are clearly very horny to never put their right foot down and yeah, a it's stop cool at a red light. Seems like you do. You turn the the best way. You turn the the wheel forty five degrees, yeah, and then you just kind of maintain your balance. Yeah, you balance back and forth, and it's even easier with a fixed gear because it's hard to balance when you, when if you kind of balance back, yeah. you're just freewheeling back. So with yeah. the fixed gear, you're so you see some guys if they're kind of on a hill, they'll just be going forward, back, yeah, or up, down, up, down, and then they'll kind of turn mm-hmm. and they can just stay. Yeah, it's just easier to like if you can stay on the bike and yeah. you don't have to clip in and out every time. Is but it, I like. On my single speed, I have cages, so you can just wear any regular shoe. Okay. And then you just put your bike in the cage right. and kind of strap it a little tighter around the shoe. So it did take a little getting used to because you're used to that that movement where you just put your shoe in and then you kind of pull it out when right. you want to stop. So the clips, yeah, clipping in at first, you're just like you got to figure out where where the clip is on on the bottom of your shoe and put it in there. So it's a little weird. Seems like it makes. The potential for wrecking a little higher. No, because clipping out is like it's the same move. It's like if you were riding and you saw a car coming and you just went, you're like, oh shit, here comes a car. I got to get off my pedal and put my foot down. You'd go, you'd put your foot off to the right, right? Or the left if you were putting your foot down. I think you'd, I'd, but I think the initial move is taking your foot up and out. Yeah, and that's exactly what happens with the okay. clip. It's designed to where, like, if you went, because either way, you're, you want your foot out of that pedal and then onto the ground. Right. Whatever movement you're making, that's how the clip is designed to pull out. Okay. So those cages are actually sort of more dangerous. Um, you get kind of trapped yeah, in there. You're, if you're, yeah, if you're really tight in there. But what I do is like on, with the cages, my left foot is put in a little tighter and my right one's not as tight. Right. So I can slip in and out of it. Okay. So once you learn how to use the clips, it's, it's way, it becomes so second nature. Right, but when I first uh, got them, it was funny because I was fucking, I was uh, riding down a street and then I stopped at a stops stop sign, and then I felt like my phone vibrate. I was like, oh, "I'll check this message now." Before I start riding, 
And then I'm sitting there, one foot's in the clip, one foot's on the ground. I'm looking at the text, and then in my head, I was just going to put my other foot down on the ground, <laughs> and I forgot that it was clipped in. I thought it was in, I was, I was on my other bike with the cages. Right. So I went like back with my foot, and yeah. it was still, and I was like, wait, what? And I was like, and I felt my whole bike move. And my other foot's on the ground, and then I just fucking tipped over <laughs> to the left and, and fell over like an asshole. What color are your uh, clipping shoes? They're just like black and gray. I would get white. They're, why? I don't know. Contrast? Um, I got mountain bike shoes and mountain bike clips, which are different. They're, they're like a little thicker, and they're, you can clip in on both sides. Because for mountain biking, there's way more like off-pedal, on-pedal, off-pedal, you know. That downhill mountain biking shit is crazy. It's some of the most insane things I've ever seen. Dude, my brother does that stuff. That is, as far as like extreme sports, mm-hmm. that looks like the most terrifying shit I've ever seen. Yeah. They're, the stu- yeah, the stuff. What in the fuck? It's downhill. It's fast. There's jumps. Fast isn't even the word. Yeah, 30 plus miles an hour. You're flying down a hill. On one side sometimes is a cliff. Yeah. How you do can they, die. Do they like run the course slowly to kind of sl- kind of learn where things are? Is it just like... A little bit. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, it's crazy, man. I think it's, Kyle Kinane kind of tries to do that now. Yeah, I talked to him about that a little while back. I said, getting into mountain biking. I was like, dear God, be careful. Dude, I've so done gnarly. it a couple times. Ugh. But, I mean, the suspension is so good on those things. That, and then they have disc brakes. So, like, you can stop super fast. Oh, really? Fast. Yeah. Okay. There's some road bikes with disc brakes, too. And they're, I mean, what's you the, stop What's this, that weird log riding shit called? Is it just called log riding? Have you seen that? No. What's that? Where, like, the mountain bikes, they, like, it's it's like this... They kind of it's in the forest, but mm. part of the course is like trees that have been like laid down. So they're like biking on logs. Oh wow, I've never seen that. And like then then now they have courses that are like these hyper narrow <laughs> wood courses. Yeah. And it's like, you know, like that, like up and then down and then you have to turn it's mountain bikers seem just like what's the most dangerous incarnation? Yeah. Remember that weird thing where do, it was like the whole thing was like bunny hopping? Right. So, like a mountain bike, it was about like guys lun- like pulling their bike up obstacles. It wasn't even really biking. It was about like hopping up a thing and then like hopping up. An- it was like parkour, but on a but bike. On a bike. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. that's that pretty was, insane. That was in like some of the early X Games, and after a while, they're like, "This is a yeah. little weird." There's a guy, fixed gear guys, that can do super cool ground tricks like that, where they're just jumping on and off shit. And that reminds me of the cool. endo I'm going to do in Glendale at the BMW dealership. <laughs> you fucking nerds. Uh, I don't know what she means by bicycle shoes that clip into the pedals. Doughy, hazardous, next level. They're not doughy. They're pretty mean? like rigid. Because, I mean, it's like hard plastic yeah, at the yeah, bottom. Yeah, I would think. But the mountain bike pedals, I got those because you can walk around in them as far as the, the shoes go. The road bike ones are way thinner, lighter, and they're not really made for walking. You'll fuck up the clip-in part when you right. walk with those. Right. Um, they're not hazardous, no. Next level, I guess. They Yeah, versus regular shoes. Yeah. yeah. If you are road biking a lot, if you're just on a single speed or a cruiser or whatever commuter bike, just wear regular shoes. Get cages, maybe. Wear regular shoes. One of our questions is about REI. Is that, like, does REI, does, can you go to, like, an REI and buy a suitable bike? Um, or is it really about going to like a specific bike place? I mean, they, REI has like decent bikes. Where would I go in LA 
to get a de- to get a bike that I could that is decent but is entry level enough to where I could handle it and not a rip. Um, for just a bike to ride around the city in, I yeah. would go to. I mean, Helen's cycles and iMartin are all like pretty much road bikes. Um, Keep in mind, my main concern is endos. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know who the hell sells BMX bikes, but <laughs> Dude, I would go I wish to. I did. If, I, if there was like a, a legit rad BMX place, I would just go to it and look at them. There has to. I'm sure there is. And I wonder. I'll find. I'll find out where it is. Because that's we'll, some we'll like. Go. I bet you like you know those are places like BMX is big in like the Inland Empire. Yeah. I bet you if you go to places like that, there are insane yeah. places. BMX warehouse. Yeah, it's you're just like huge. Fuck. It's like a Costco. Yeah, <laughs> for BMX. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Um, I think Orange Twenty is a cool bike shop. That's what I, yeah. I've seen that place. Yeah, that's a cool shop. Is that is the bike kitchen still there? Bike kitchen moved. Okay. To a bigger place. Okay. Yeah. Now Bike Kitchen's off Fountain and Virgil. So oh. Fountain just east of Virgil. Okay. I haven't been to the new one. But that's Bike Kitchen's where I built my single speed bike. Can I can a person like me go to Bike Kitchen and they have parts to sell and I can be like, Can I assemble a bike here that I buy all the things there? You can, yeah. Some of them are even free because people will just donate parts. But like yeah. you you pay by donation per hour you're there to work on shit. So it's like five bucks, six bucks, whatever per hour. Right. And you make an appointment, you go in. And if you're like, oh, I need a new uh, left pedal, just a regular pedal, there's like a, a bin or a drawer that's labeled pedals. Now, you open it up and fish through, and then some of them they may charge. Like, oh, that's five bucks, ten bucks. If I didn't want to assemble it, is there a bike nerd there? I can. Is there a different cost for assembling bikes? The way the bicycle kitchen works in a lot of places like that, like Bikerowave is another one, and there's like Great a couple names. Yeah. Um, those places are designed to teach you how to work on your bike by doing. So you, they don't do anything for you. You go in and you go, hey, man, I need to, I need to learn how to like uh, true my wheel, which is like aligning it and you right. know, with the spokes and all that stuff. Or I need to put on new handlebars. So you go in, you put your bike up on the, on the thing, and um, they'll go, what do you want to do? New handlebars. All right, well, grab that tool. That's called a blank tool. Then you grab it, and then they show you how to undo it Mm-hmm. And then they show you how to put on a new wheel or right. put on a new handlebar. They don't do anything for you. They point to a tool, tell you what it's called. You get it. They tell you how to use it, and you do it. I would like to start a new business called the Lazy Bike Kitchen where you right. just go, I don't want to, and then some bike guy builds it for you. That's called a bike shop All right? where you go in, it's broken, and they go, <laughs> come back in four days. But then they're going to fucking charge you labor out the asshole. Yeah. Does that orange place have like bikes that are like straight up ready to go? Yeah, they have. They sell. They sell Bianchi. They sell like Bianchi road bikes. But they're what they're good at about is selling like cool uh, city commuter bikes and like some fixed gears and shit like that. Right. Like they have. They sell used bikes. They do not sell used bikes. Does anybody? But they sell have used a bike bikes? made by a company called All City, and it's like it's ready to just ride around town. Right. It's a nice bike. What kind of colors does it come into? I don't remember the colors. <laughs> but they have they have cool bikes. If you just want like a cool looking bike to ride around town, I would go there. Yeah. They got cool shit. Yeah. Incycle in Pasadena is pretty good, mm-hmm. but they sell a lot of road bikes and mountain bikes. Um, and then. What else is around here? There's another place that was like 
There's one place out in Venice called Something Bikes, but that's just like a fucking fixed gears wet dream. I ain't in there. going to Venice. It's pretty crazy. I stop by there when I'm like riding out there just to look at the shit. I hate going to Venice. Um, what setting do you put your front bike light on? Constant stream of light or flickering? When I ride at night, I always have lights and they're always blinking. I think that's safer. Yeah. Because, I mean, annoying flickering, I don't know if that's annoying to you, but nope. what would be even more annoying is getting hit by a car. What would be so. more annoying is a dead cyclist <laughs> under my car. Yeah. Earbuds or no? Thoughts on bike lanes or like they're uh, drivers versus... We kind of covered that earlier, the drivers versus cyclists. Right. Beach cruisers are fine if you're at the beach. Other than that, they're heavy. The tires I, are huge. They're not easy to maneuver. Why are the handlebars so wide? It's just more comfortable. I don't like them. Yeah, it's more comfortable because you, you they can just like kind of hang there. You know what I think when I see a beach cruiser? To turn. Racist. That's funny. <laughs> That's the Venice in you. Yeah. The going to Venice. <laughs> uh, yeah, we covered the thoughts on bike lanes and all that stuff. Okay. Do you prefer fixed gear or road bikes? And I almost feel like an asshole for asking. Uh, you're an asshole. No, you're not. Um, uh, we kind of covered that earlier. I don't like fixed gears because it's just kind of easier to probably crash. There's no freewheeling. Yeah, I feel like that's true. Yeah, for me. I mean, people get good at them and they're really good. I just, and they're kind of bad on your joints because you're constantly yeah. pedaling. Relax. And I'm not like, I don't have anything to prove. I'm not like, fixed gear, bro. Control like, my bike. doesn't seem like fixed gear was designed for riding around a city. That's some race shit, right? I mean, initially, that's why they're, they're also called track bikes. It's because they're yeah, made to ride those, track. those velo, velo tracks. Yeah. Um, are those but, the ones that are angled? Yeah, yeah, where you're kind of almost that riding cool. horizontally. It's insane. Or yeah. wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, that shit's cool looking. It's pretty crazy. But, I mean, bike messengers that all they do is ride around the city, they prefer fixed-gear fix bikes. Yeah. Because you're always pedaling. You're going to be going faster. There's no taking it easy. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, it, I'm, not a, I'm not that hardcore about that shit. Um, what is this quote? Never let your friends skip leg day. Bicyclists, never let your friends skip arm day. I don't know what that means. Yep. So I'm sorry. Uh, Julia's got a lot of fucking lot questions. Of questions. All your thoughts and emotions concerning Lycra, signaling to turn with your arm, no hands, bike tricks. I don't do bike tricks. I used to when I w- w- would ride BMX bikes when I was younger. No hands sometimes just because your hands get tired. And Lycra, it's, we talked about that earlier. On long rides, it feels better. It's just it, you don't feel gross when you're sweating. You don't have to use your regular clothing. Um, signaling to turn within my arm only when I'm, if I need to get into a left turn lane, right? And I'm way on the right. You gotta, you ha- you kind of have to. Yeah. But that whole turning right stopping thing, I don't really do. Um. That's kind of that's pretty much all the questions that we haven't already kind of covered. Right. Um. Okay. Let's see. Oh, how many centuries have you done? What was the first one like? I've done three. And the first one was this one that I just did a couple days ago. Right. But it was just a couple years ago. Uh, And way easier this time. I would think. Yeah, because that that one was my first century I've ever done. Yeah. And that shit, it was kind of tiring. And there weren't a lot of hills. There's harder rides that are less miles. I did one that it was 75 miles. And at mile 30... There was a seven-mile climb up a mountain. Ugh. So imagine Sunset Boulevard in Crescent Heights up to Mulholland. Yeah, times 
four. Ugh. So four of those. And steeper. Eesh. So that was 30 miles into a ride. Yeah. And then after that, you go <laughs> down and you got to ride all the way back. It was, it was pretty nuts. And that was harder than a 104-mile ride. Yeah. Because it was there's fucking literally mountains. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say just, like, ride some. If you're doing a long ride like that, if you're going to get ready for a long ride like that, just try and ride a few times a week. You don't have to do crazy long rides, but just get saddle time. <laughs> Ew, gross. That's what they call it. Like, <laughs> just get saddle time. Like, be on your bike. Be riding. Get your ass used to sitting on a fucking seat and just be moving. You yeah. Know? Ride 20 miles one day. Ride 15 the next. Ride 40 another day for a few weeks, you know, and like, and just kind of get in shape. Because, it, I mean, it won't be easy no matter what. I also think you don't have any sense of how to pace yourself yet. Yeah, because there is, there is pacing yourself. Yeah. You can't just be like... I feel great this morning. I'm going to ride as hard as I can the first 30 miles. Or just not even as hard, just a little too hard. And then and then since apparently going home isn't all downhill, you're fucking gassed. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I took it easy the first... I was just riding a normal pace the first 15, 20, 25 miles. And so by mile 50, I was like, I feel totally... I feel like I haven't done anything yet. And then you ride out on the way back. And then like mile 70 to 85, I was riding faster than I'd ridden... The first 65 miles. Right. I was going maybe around between 20, 25 miles an hour, like, and it was the hottest it's been all day. But then, you know, by mile 90, 95, you're like, I'm ready to be done with yeah. this shit. I mean, I'm glad it was for charity, partially, and not just to like, oh, look at this. Yeah, just for the hell of it. I think the most important thing to remember when cycling is the color scheme of your bike. Yeah. Your clothes. Yeah. And Looking your, cool your shoes. as fuck. Having the right hat. Uh, what kind of chicks you're getting because of it? The hottest kind? The hottest kind. Yeah. The brand of your bike is very important. Yeah. And everything else isn't as important. Yeah, it's like getting a car. Yeah. Look, make it look cool, whatever yeah. else. Oh, two more things. Uh, glasses. Oh, yeah. You got to have sunglasses because they're... Wraparound Ray-Bans? Or the... No, uh, uh, what are those called? Oakley, Oakley Blades? Blades. Yeah, or like yeah, a lot of cycling glasses have that. Seems look. easy to justify a real wraparound situation because there is shit in the fucking air and yeah. bouncing off the ground that yeah. will get in your for real. You know what I had for breakfast on the bike ride? Oatmeal, uh, egg whites, and then about seventy bugs. <laughs> That's yeah, what I you had just for breakfast. Bugs in your mouth, man. I mean, there were a lot. Yeah, where you're right, and you're like. Oh! <laughs> and you're <laughs> spitting out what I don't know what it was. Wow. At least 20 of those in the first 15 miles. You wouldn't wear like a mask? No. Okay. Because there aren't always bugs, but some, when you're riding through like orange groves, yeah. wherever the fuck we were, somewhere in Fillmore, um, yeah, that, that happens. Do people wear bandanas around their face? Sometimes you see that. You see that with like guys on like motorcycles. Yeah, and like fixed gears, like riding around town, just because yeah. there's bus. It's just smog. They in also the city. do it because they think it looks cool. Yeah, and they think they're fucking badass motherfuckers. And get a foam roller because your legs hurt, and you need to f- use a oh. foam roller to stretch. It is essential. Right. So you don't wake up sore. Like I didn't really wake up sore the next day. I think my color scheme's gonna be. Uh, I like the idea of like a, a white bike. Yeah checkered patterns uh-huh. just kind of while i won't get a bmx bike i'd like to you know send a shout out to the 80s bmx style <laughs> yeah. so i think some sweet checkerboard accents right white tires yeah 
I think I go leather handles. I'd rock some white tires if I could find them. Leather handlebars or leather, you know, grips. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you know, and then I'd probably get someone to airbrush endos mm-hmm. on the frame. Uh, right now, I'm covering in the process of covering my bike and stickers. Cool. Except for the uh, where it says Cannondale. Yeah. Because what I did with that. Because Cannondale spent Cannon, C-A-N-N-O-N-D-A-L-E. I got two nine-inch nail stickers, and where it says N-O-N on mm-hmm. Cannon, I put nine-inch nails on there. Oh, so man. it says Can, N-I-N, nine-inch nails, Dale. And I was like, that's the coolest thing anyone's ever done on a bike, so I think fuck it'd be you, everybody. I think it'd be sort of funny to put a AAA sticker on a bike. Oh, Yeah. On the back. I have one. You want it? Yes. Okay. That's going on my bike. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Yeah, I got a bunch of I got Mickey Mouse stickers somewhere on there. I got Yeah, any cool sticker I find, I'm like, that's going on my bike. I mean, I have, I don't know, several hundred stickers. Yeah, whatever you don't want. I mean, I want them all, but I'll give you some. Okay, well, yeah, either. Yeah. However, we can get it to where I get a couple of cool <laughs> I think stickers. a AAA sticker is pretty funny. AAA sticker would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah, go okay. on one of these rides, especially if you want attention, because that's the whole point. <laughs> and, uh, you know, get out there and be physical, guys. Yeah, and tell people when you're going out for these attention rides, um, make sure that people that that feel insecure <laughs> just from hearing about you doing something difficult because their bodies are weak and they're not able, <laughs> make sure to tell them right before you're doing it. And then maybe even tag them in some Instagram photos. <laughs> Because they'll they'll get mad at you for I didn't being. Get, I did not get mad. No, not you. Okay. Uh, they'll get mad at you for being an active person <laughs> and like true. being a part of your community. Yeah. Of community. like, hey, let's come on, cyclists, let's go have fun together. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you talk to people while you're riding? Fuck yeah. Okay. I was curious. Like, I, it's hard for me to imagine how much time you have to focus versus like, and when are the people like clumped together enough to like hear each other and talk. Yeah, a little bit, and then everyone kind of spreads out as the day goes on. But then sometimes you kind of you ride past someone, and you'll talk for like a minute, two right. minutes, and then you ride on. So there's not like full on conversations right. that go on and on for twenty minutes. But right. yeah, it happens. Um, so yeah, okay. Uh, thanks for tweeting questions. That was cool. Yeah. Um, and then again, remember theme song. We're looking. Yeah, dude. We're gonna find one. I know it's been quiet, and I've. And I'll get emails from you guys like, thanks for introducing me to whatever band I've never heard of. And I'm so sad that I can't do that anymore. We'll figure out a way that. to either do episodes about bands so we're not getting in trouble. Yeah. Or, yeah, we just can't, you know. Yeah, there's got to be a way. It's fucking irritating. Yeah. Fuck you, copyright laws. Yeah. All right, well, thanks for listening, you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.